Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smaro. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to explore a story that some of you have, a story that you need to be fixed, improved, changed for the quote-unquote better. And I want to challenge this narrative that, that might be running through your head. The other day, I heard one of America's favorite songbirds cover the song, The Story I'll Tell. And it was so powerful. Powerful to hear this woman who was riddled with cancer belt out the words, my God did not fail. It's the story I'll tell. I know it is well. Now, although I was thinking it shouldn't have surprised me, these beautiful words coming out of her, because this was the same woman who told us, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. But anyway, the lyrics of that song, coupled with the beauty of Nightbird's voice, really got me, it, it got me, it got me at my feels, it got me thinking. Um, and I want to just make a note, like as I was, I was thinking of those lyrics that like for some that word, um, the words might land differently. Like you might get caught up on that word God. And if that's a problem for you, if it's triggering, if it's inaccessible, it's not a problem. You can sub out whatever works for you, like creator, source, spirit, divine, universe, or even insert yourself. I did not fail. That's the story I'll tell. And these these lyrics actually came to mind in a session the other day with a client and we were talking about her desire to control like that she really wanted to know the how like how would this play out what would be the logistics before she could even consider possibilities before she would even let herself play with the possibilities that she desires or the goals that she might have and as we were just bringing awareness to that part of her brain that wanted to really know the how and wanted to shut down around possibility she just blurted out I hate that part of me and I was like oh but because here's the thing like whatever created her and you and me like it did not fail right? The parts of us that we try to ignore and hide and change, those parts are not failures. Like even those parts that are the naysayers and want to shut down and won't let us play in possibility and delight in our desires. Like even those parts of us, they're not failures. And when we can acknowledge that, then we can start exploring it and getting to know it and seeing what it has to offer and practicing the skill of of loving on something that doesn't make sense to us. Like that's like a whole skill set. <laughs> and and as I was thinking through this, I was like, this might sound a little blasphemous coming from someone who works in the like personal development self-help space that we're saying, hey, the point here isn't to constantly change, improve, do better, be better. But here's the thing. I think there's a, there's so much value in looking at the story we tell about who we are and who we think we should be. Like in my very humble opinion, we go rogue with the self-help journey that especially it immediately starts with changing ourselves in the spirit of improving ourselves. Like again, that doing better, being better, getting better, because who is the self we are trying to help? right? Like w imagine starting with acknowledging that self, acknowledging it and identifying it, knowing that self that we are aspiring to help. Like how different might that be? Because we miss, we miss out on so much when we never get to know that self, when we never get to know the self that we are constantly trying to change and fix. And because here's the thing, 
helping ourselves doesn't necessarily mean changing ourselves. And I think sometimes in that help, like the self-help space, we think that that's synonymous with change, right? Helping ourselves doesn't necessarily mean changing ourselves. Like imagine being in a relationship with someone who was constantly trying to change you. Now, for some of you, you won't have to imagine, like you've likely been in that relationship or you might be right now, or it might be the relationship with you. (laughs) But imagine for a moment being in that relationship with somebody else. Like, how would that feel, right? If you were in, if somebody, if you were coming to somebody and the consistent response was, this should be better, poke and prod, this should be different, you could improve, you could get better this way. Like, how might you feel? You might feel unseen, unknown, unvalued, unimportant, unloved, right? Maybe self-help and healing isn't about changing ourselves, but allowing us to get to know who we really are. And this actually came up in another session with a client who was describing herself to somebody who is constantly looking for how to do better and be better. And again, I think that it begs the question of what is actually wrong with the current version? Like, have we even taken time to know the current version? And as I was talking to that client, I thought about the odds of being born. Some of you may have heard this. I think it was in, you know, Mel Robbins TED Talk or something. And she said, um, we have a one in 400 trillion chance of making it into the human experience, like into this particular flesh suit that we currently inhabit. One in 400 trillion with a T. Like those are some wild odds. And I was thinking like the basic rules of supply and demand tell us that something that is of limited supply increases its value, its value or demand. Yet so many of us suffer in this human experience in this one in 400 trillion chance of being exactly who and where we are. So we're, so instead of like experiencing sheer awe and delight in this one in 400 trillion magical cosmic miracle that we are, we see ourselves as problems to be solved, broken things to be fixed. Like think about this. Think about how much time we spend fixing our mood, fixing our attitude, bodies, financial situation, our professional status, our careers, and our communication skills, our relationships. The list is endless. We don't look at ourselves and think of those words serenaded by Nightbird, oh, my God did not fail, or my creator, or I, whatever word works for you. That's the story I'll tell. Like I know it as well. So sit with this question for a moment. How different would your life be if you thought of yourself as a one in 400 trillion miracle rather than a problem to be solved or something broken that needs fixed or improved? What if we release the desire to fix and solve and improve and get busy getting to know ourselves? Like Most of us, if you think about it, most of us want to be seen. We want to be known. We want to be loved. And yet our response to ourselves is often scanning to see what needs to be changed or fixed. How many of you wake up in the morning replaying a list of what you did yesterday that you shouldn't have, what you said that you shouldn't have, or you said it wrong, or what you didn't do that you should have. Or maybe you start the day looking in the mirror, poking, picking, shifting around the flesh on your face and bodies. But imagine if the focus was transferred to remembering and exploring who you are versus trying to become something else or something other than what you currently are. Kierkegaard told us, 
that life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. And I think the same holds true for us. We are a reality to be experienced. And I read an article once that talked about the meaning of life, and it offered up the questioning life itself, like what is the meaning of life, that that might actually be the problem. And the offer used the example that I thought was kind of amusing. He used this example of questioning the meaning of a dog's life. He said, even the question is absurd that a dog is here to be a dog. And here's the thing, we're here to be human and humans are inherently fallible, imperfect, flawed, if you will. And that's not a problem. We're just being human, right? And it was such a revel, like it actually, it made me think of this, like it was such a revolutionary idea. Like the first time I heard this, I had a therapist who she just like really kind of offhandedly said this to me. I was talking about, um, whatever, some parts of me that like, I, I like ruminate and I'll like, if I'm trying to figure something out, like I go into all the details and I want to problem solve and I'm, I I can make, I've probably talked about this on here. Like I would describe myself as, you know, like an over, I'm like a bad perm. Like I can over process things. Right. And she just sort of offhandedly said like, oh yeah. And that part that you were talking about that shows up and it's worries and ruminates about all like kind of the messy in between, just let that be. We don't need to change that. Just, it just said it like so matter of fact and just like kind of like as an aside. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> My brain was like, wait, 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 what? what? Like, I have spent decades on the self-improvement train, right? Trying to get better, do better, be better. And I had the best therapist. She was like, no, no, that's okay too. Like that wasn't for nothing. So it's like the end, like she just moved on. She was like, that's it. She's, she's great. She's just like, that's it, right? Like that, she was basically saying, that version of you who showed up in that way for so long, right? That version that was like, oh, self-help, improvement, just get better, just keep achieving and doing. She's like, that That part was like also just something about you to be experienced. Like that wasn't a problem. She's like, it wasn't for nothing, right? And, and I have to tell you guys, for some of you who are listening to this, like some of it might even be landing for you, but I have to say that what I'm offering it it doesn't mean much until you experientially try this on. Again, like even if these words are landing and something inside of you is like, yes, all the way, yes, that this feels right. I like this idea that I'm not broken. I don't need to be fixed. I promise that it doesn't compare to the felt experience you have when you, even for the briefest moment, acknowledge that you don't have to make an unpreferred part of you wrong. Because now when I notice, because it still comes up for me, like I'll notice myself freaking out, ruminating, or being in my quote unquote, not so helpful versions of myself. And now when I notice that, I can just see like, oh, there's that version of me coming out again. And when, and sometimes, and again, I go in and out of it. But when I just have that moment of just acknowledging, it's like, oh, there's that version of me. And and it can just exist. And I will tell you, it is such a relief and it feels like a full body hug when you can just witness it and think, yeah, that's not something I need to eliminate about me. I'm this way on purpose for a reason. My creator did not fail. I'm not a lemon, right? I don't need to submit a warranty service ticket like something has gone terribly wrong. That's then when the magic starts happening. 
we can bring all of us into our lives, like our whole self. We can bring our whole self into our work, into our lives, into our relationships. And that's when we feel full and alive and lit up, when we bring all of ourselves to the table, not just the edited, highlighted version of the parts that we think are fit for public consumption. And this helps us release those blocks, like release the blocks that release those blocks that are covering up the truth of who we are. Remove the clouds that are covering that light within us. And I think it's important to note that removing the things that are not us is very different than thinking we are broken and need to be fixed. And I was thinking about the example um, of human design. So Last summer, some of you may have caught this episode. If not, you can go back and listen. Uh, I think it was it's episode 40-something. But back in last summer, uh, I had Melanie Hill on the podcast, and we talked about human design, and we talked about the, the five types, quote-unquote types that are in human design, which are manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. And manifestors are here to initiate. Generators are here to respond. Manifesting generators are here to build. Projectors are here to guide. Reflectors are here to reflect the situation for assessment. And so like each each way, like a manifestor is not broken because it, it initiates and a generator builds, right? So I was thinking about, especially the um, projectors I was thinking about, they are here to guide and direct others. Like projectors aren't doers. So when they're living in alignment with their unique strategy, they are natural leaders. Projectors make wonderful innovators, guides, helping the others around them focus their energies in the right places. However, this can be like that can be a difficult experience for projectors to embrace since they're conditioned from birth, as most of us are, to value activity as a benchmark of accomplishments and successes. And so notice what could happen here. When a projector busies themselves trying to be generators, they lose out on their own isness. And so does the rest of the world. Like the rest of us lose out on like their essence. They lose out on the gift. It's like they have this treasure inside of them, but instead of actually sharing that treasure, they're like, no, 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 my treasure is wrong. I'm supposed to have this other treasure. And it like blows your mind, right? You're like, hold on, I have this whole gift inside of me. And it makes me think of um, that quote from Einstein. Well, and actually I'm saying Einstein. And I think it was, I think there was like some fact checking that Einstein apparently maybe didn't say this. But anyway, I'll share the quote. It's There's value in it regardless. But if you know who actually said this, let me know. The quote is, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. And so regardless of who said it, there's some valuable wisdom in there. The sentiment is that we are all genius. We're all valuable. But if we judge ourselves against what what and who others are or what and who we think we should be, then we spend our whole lives believing we're wrong, we're bad, we're unworthy. And then we just, again, we miss, we miss the value of us. Um, and I want to go back uh, to some more brilliance from our friend Nightbird. During the audition, when she won all of our hearts, I'm sure all of you agree with that song, It's Okay, um, she told us, it's important that everyone knows I'm so much more than the bad things that happened to me. 
And actually, I would add on to that, that I think it's, it's, we're so much more than the bad things that we did as well, right? Because some of us walk around with the weight of our past behaviors and decisions, just choking the life out of our current life, right? So like, we're so much more than the bad things that happened to us, that we're so much more than the quote unquote bad things that we did. Like we can learn from those things, sure, but do not be defined by it. Allow your like allow yourself to understand that version of you. The version of you that engaged in a behavior that you don't feel particularly proud of. That time when you didn't show up as your highest self, when you got it wrong, when you messed up, when you fell short, whatever that when you did something that was that hurt someone else, like whatever that was, before condemning it, right? Take a moment and and explore that part of you. Again, before thinking this is something to be fixed, what what if we start with exploring it? Why did you show up that way? What what about you needed that behavior? Like what was that behavior communicating to yourself or to the world? I'd like to think our communication is our, our behavior is communication, right? We don't always have words, but our behaviors will communicate what we need. So what did you need that wasn't getting addressed? If it, it's not about fixing yourself, it's about listening to yourself. And while I'm on the Nightbird kick, I want to share one more thing that just zinged my soul that she said. When she shared um, that she had two percent, she had a two percent chance of living. She went on to say, "But two percent isn't zero. Like two percent is not zero percent." And then she said, two percent is something." And I wish people knew how amazing it is. And when I heard her say that, I thought, okay. Okay, I am going to squeeze 100% out of that 2%. Like that's what she was doing, right? She was basically like, I have a 2% chance to live and believe I'm gonna use up every square foot of that 2%. Whatever you have, whatever you are, use it all up. So when I, like, you know how y'all know, I love to play games. Like life is an experiment. So when I bump up against something that I'm maybe only 2% good at, or, or sometimes, most of the time where it shows up for me is like, I think I only understand 2% of it or like I only have a 2% understanding of it. I like to challenge myself to see what can I do with that 2% knowledge or that 2% skill? Like just again, again, it's like a fun game to me. Like, okay, maybe if I can, maybe if I only know the 2% of what I think I need to know about this, what could I do with that 2%? Try it on. You just might amaze yourself with the brilliance that you can bring with your 2%. Because I just think it's it's such a, tr- it's a real tragedy. Like I'm going to use that word. Like I think it's a tragedy to miss out on the isness and essence of me and the isness and essence of you. In fact, I kind of think that's the whole point of being here. Like, I mean, that's no, that's a really big statement to say, but it's, I think it's, maybe it's one of them. Maybe it's not the whole point, but I think, I think of this sometimes, like something created us to be here, whatever it is. And, and maybe because it wanted to experience itself, like that's, if that's what we're here to do, let's get experiencing. When you notice yourself wanting to judge, change, fix, improve yourself or someone else, Pause for a moment and let yourself experience what is being expressed. Let yourself experience the expression of yourself in that moment. Let yourself experience the expression of the other person. How fun might that be? And I know some of you listening, like you are feeling this in your bones. You are longing to know you. 
You are yearning to just even touch on self-acceptance and self-like and self-love, and it feels so far out of reach. And I just want you to know that's what I'm here for. We can't see all of it when we're in it. We can't see the path, right? The, the, the photo can't see the frame, right? And I think that's not a problem, right? We're meant to experience life and ourselves in relation. So asking for help, reaching out for help, having somebody help guide and navigate, this is not a problem. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. So don't push this off. Give yourself the gift of you. Let's start working together. Like let's work together to create the story that you tell of yourself, to be one that feels true and worthy. So you can go to jessicasmorrow.com right now, schedule your free call. Today can be the start of a new draft of the story you'll tell. And also, my friends, if you haven't already gotten your free digital copy of the Unblocked Journal, be sure to grab one. Um, as always, I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you think what was talked about today might be useful for someone you know, please feel free to share widely. Give that gift. Um, and be sure to subscribe, subscribe so that you don't ever miss an episode. And one more request of you, please take a moment to leave a review. It's a gr- it's, I love hearing from you guys, and I value the feedback. So until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.